Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello and welcome to You Beauty, Mamma Mia's podcast for your face. I'm Kelly McCarran and today I'm chatting about laser eye surgery. Now, TBH, this isn't even something I'd even considered chatting about on You Beauty, but a Yubi has requested it, so ask and you shall receive. Now, we did think that we'd bring in Shaz to help out with this episode. So just like with the rhinoplasty episode, I'm not just talking to myself about myself. Now, Shaz hosts our Ask an Expert Tuesday episodes. So she's here to grill me about all things laser eye. Thank you so much for coming in again, Shaz, or coming into the green room because we're obviously virtual. Thanks for having me, Kel. I've come nowhere. I've barely gotten out of my pajamas. <laughs> At the moment, my day clothes kind of just resemble pajamas. So Sometimes I find I'm just putting the bra on underneath it and I'm like there we go now we're ready. (laughs) That is something that I've only recently discovered I need to do being pregnant that they really do need to be hoisted up. Yes. It's not nice. Congratulations by the way. Oh thank you. Hope you're feeling all right. Oh I'm feeling much better now. Thank you. And I'll definitely, I'm not going to get sick talking about this even though it's kind of a gross sub, oh not gross, it's just like I don't know. It's just surgery talk always gives my stomach a little. Yeah and when it's your eyes as well like yuck. It's so interesting that a listener requested this because obviously it's not really like a normal beauty treatment question, but it's got such pervy factor. Like I've watched two of them on Keeping Up With The Kardashians, Kim's and Kylie's, and it's so got that can't look away but have to watch it kind of viewing factor. Yeah, and I guess it kind of falls into the beauty because, I mean, it was definitely something that like wearing glasses and contacts was something I was always a little bit self-conscious about, although glasses are so cool now. Back (laughs) in the day, they weren't as cool, especially when I was such a young youth. Before we get into the surgery part, what was your eyesight like before all of this and how would it affect your day-to-day life? So I was medically considered blind. A lot of people think that that means that you literally can't see a thing or it's just like black, but it's not. It means that you just cannot function in society without the aid of glasses or contacts. So I had a minus 6.5, which basically just meant that I could see blobs and colours, but they were like muted colours, but that was it. Like I could never make eye out features. I couldn't read anything. Like I started wearing glasses when I was five, so quite young. Wow. And then I was 21, so quite a while ago when I did have the laser eye surgery. So you made the decision but pretty early point in your life, but how did you kind of come to that decision and were there any kind of considerations you had to think of? It was actually probably more so my parents. Obviously, they gave me a choice. It's not like they just forced me into it. But they had both had it done and they loved it. It was really expensive. It still is. I think it was like six to $8,000. So that was obviously something that as a uni student, I was never going to be able to afford. And so given that they were offering to pay for it as my 21st birthday present, I was very immature and looking back, I don't think I was actually ready to get the surgery done, 
because I didn't know what was involved. I didn't do any research. But because my parents had recommended it, the doctors recommended it, and someone else was paying for it, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, all right, I'll just do it. Surely it's Mm. not that big of a deal. (laughs) So did you know about any of the risks and were there any that you were concerned about? No, no. It's one of the most minor. It's quite interesting that they even call it surgery because – you're awake the whole time. The actual procedure takes like under half an hour. Like there was no risks that I can remember that were really told to me. And if they were, they were super minor. It's things like you might have really dry eyes for the next couple of years and have to use drops, but nothing major. And surgery day, do you remember much about what happened when you arrived? Yes. Now, also remember This was probably like a little bit of a prehistoric surgery because it was 11 years ago. It has come a long way. Technology has come a long way. Because I was so young and immature, I didn't read any of the information. I didn't ask questions. I didn't look at any forums. You know, anything that I've ever gotten done since, I have literally known every single possible thing that could happen afterwards and exactly what would happen throughout the procedure. But this, I just literally and figuratively went into the procedure blind, just like (laughs) 21-year-old self, like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to be able to see in a few days. But it's not nice. And because you're awake the whole time, it can be quite traumatic, especially if you're not mentally prepared for such things. So that would be my biggest tip to anyone. Make sure that you've at least watched the Kardashians because I hadn't even watched that. But for me, and I don't know if this is what they have to do for everyone, the first thing when I went in, they give you like a Valium, which can I just say one Valium, unless you've got like the lowest tolerance, one Valium is not going to do anything. It doesn't even dull the edges of anxiety, but they give it to you to try to like keep you nice and relaxed. It doesn't. And then the first step is what they have to do. It feels like pushing, but it's actually just immense pressure where they have to change the shape of your eye, which effectively makes you go completely blind. So after they've done this, you just see black. So you lie on this thing and they put this machine over your eyes. And I wouldn't say it hurts, the pressure is incredibly intense and uncomfortable and it's your eyeball. Like they're trying to get it into a particular shape for the next portion of the procedure, which is the actual laser part. So that part was actually the worst for me because it was so unexpected because I hadn't done my research (laughs) and the man just kept getting cross with me because I was crying. And I know that for someone that's done this for however many years and they probably do like 20 a day or whatever – Of course, it would be frustrating to have some young person just panicking about something that they don't think is a big deal. But one of the most important things about bedside manner is that you need to remember that for this person, this is their first time and it can be so scary. But anyway, he got it done and then you have to go sit in this separate room while your eyes settle for about 15 to 20 minutes, but you're just sitting there. You can still feel the pressure on your eyes. And I remember I was just sitting there silently crying, but I couldn't see anything. So I had no idea if anyone was around me. And after that, it sort of slightly starts coming back. Your vision will slightly start coming back. And then once it's come back maybe to half of what it was before, then you actually go into the procedure procedure, which is where you're actually in like an operating theatre. And I'm saying that using air quotes because 
like I said, you're not going under general anesthetic. It takes less than 15 minutes, but it is still surgery in you know some sort of a regard and then this is disgusting they use it's almost like a medieval like instrument to clamp open your eyeballs oh god so you cannot (laughs) blink or like can you imagine it's like something out of a horror movie yeah and can you imagine going into it not having done any research so you didn't know that this was going to happen I think not having the game plan in front of you is probably, you know, the most frightening part. And then these big <laughs> instruments are coming at your eyeballs. And they're like, and we're like, just going to strap open for? your eyeballs. They don't hold your eyeballs open a little bit. They have got the whole thing opened. Like, oh. And then, now, I don't think that many surgeons still do this technique. So please don't let this scare you. But they actually came towards my eye with like a really small scalpel. And you're watching the whole thing. You're awake. You can see by this point. So you can just see this surgeon coming towards your eyeball with a bloody scalpel. But like I said, apparently it's very rare that surgeons will use an actual scalpel anymore to open the little flap of the cornea, which is the outside layer of your eye. They mostly just use a separate laser to do that little cut and then flip it open. But Oh, just revolting. And then the next part is actually really gross. You can actually smell your flesh burning. You can hear it. It's really loud. Obviously, there's lots of bright lights because there's like lasers shooting around in your eyeballs. It doesn't like hurt. It's not comfortable. But that part's over pretty quickly. And then they literally just like flip your cornea back over. There's no glue or anything. They're just like send you on your way but you've got like big goggle things on so you can't actually touch your eye or anything for a while and I wouldn't say it's not a traumatic experience for a young naive lass but it was done and then after a couple of days I could see. Did you feel the flipping and the cutting? No, no, you don't actually. So they put drops. Sorry, I should have explained that. You can feel the pressure and you can feel that something's happening but it doesn't hurt. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Let's talk results. How soon afterwards did your vision improve? Well, that afternoon you get more Valium and you get just sent home to sleep and rest and you're wearing like this big goggle things. But even from the next day, it was definitely better. My partner at the time drove me like I had an appointment at maybe 7.30 a.m. so they could check it the next morning, make sure that everything was okay. The most important thing afterwards is making sure that you don't touch your eye because then you could dislodge your cornea because obviously they haven't put any glue. They just adheres naturally back to your eye, which is why you're wearing the protective goggles. But then it was like a couple of days. It just felt like I had sand in my eyes, which then also hindered the vision. But after a couple of days, it just gets better and better and better. And then within a week, you can see like you've got 20-20 vision. It's pretty amazing. The recovery process is way better than any other procedure I've ever had done. And 
typical beauty girl question, but what's the deal with using eye creams or mascara and eyeliner in the days after you've had the surgery? Definitely no. It's a couple of weeks until you can touch your eye because, like I said, the most important thing is making sure that you don't dislodge the flap. God, it sounds disgusting. (laughs) You know, you wouldn't want to apply eye cream in case it got into your eyes and then made them sting and made you want to rub it. And same thing with mascara. Like you just would leave your eyes alone for a couple of weeks until you get the all clear from your surgeon. But I remember being very careful for a long time. And how long did it take to get back to doing normal stuff like going to work or driving or if you play sport? Driving and work, it was maybe three or four days because I can remember being at my best friend's house and she lives like 50 minutes away from even where I was living at the time. I remember this because she still likes to tell the story of when she rolled over in the morning She just was met by my face wearing these giant scary goggles and was like, ah! (laughs) And that was about three or four days after. So I was driving then back to work. I mean, I was not playing sport at the time, but I'd say it would be the same as being able to touch your eye because obviously you don't want balls flying at your eyeballs (laughs) or maybe you could just wear your fetching goggles. But like with the recovery comment, it was definitely like a lot quicker than anything else because I was back to normal so quickly. And was there discomfort in that recovery process? It felt constantly like I had really bad sand in my eye. And obviously your initial instinct when there's sand in your eye is to rub your eyes and Mm. to try to get them out. But obviously you can't. But they load you up with so many creams and like they literally get you to put like lube in your eye basically. Mm. Like it was so thick, this gel-like texture stuff that they get you to squirt in your eye plus all the drops plus everything. So you've constantly got stuff to help with any sort of symptom. And then you do have dry eyes for a long time afterwards, but they give you stuff for it. So it's really like quite a manageable side effect, I guess. Over a decade later, what's your vision like now? It's still perfect. Well, I hope so. I've never had it checked. But every time I go for like a driving test, I pass. So... I think it's still really good. But they actually said in my early to mid-30s, because I was quite young, my eyes probably hadn't stopped growing. I don't know what the right word is. But <laughs> I have like, no idea. They say you have to be minimum 21, but for some people they do recommend you wait till you're older. And they said that I probably would need to potentially have it done again or need glasses and contacts in my mid-30s. So we'll see how I go in a couple of years. But at the moment, I'm still like happy as anything, can see everything. So no glasses, no contacts. You don't even have a backup pair hanging around. No. Oh, God, no, no. I've got great vision. Do you miss your old glasses? No. (laughs) Sometimes like I see people wearing them and I'm like, oh, my God, you look so fabulous. And I have actually bought like fake pairs before. (laughs) But then when my parents see me wearing fake glasses, they're like, are you serious? We spent all that money. Finally, from your personal experience, would you recommend laser eye surgery? Definitely. It is life changing and it's amazing and it will change your vision. Who doesn't want to see better if you can't see? It's just amazing. However, please, I mean, listening to this episode was the first step. Do your damn research. Speak to your surgeon. Watch <laughs> some YouTube videos. Don't just go in there like a literally blind idiot, just like dee, 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 going in for a little spa day because I would highly advise against that. 
That's all I have to ask you, Kelly. Thank you for letting me quiz you. Thank you so much for joining us again. And I hope this has helped anyone considering the procedure. Shaz will be back in your ears next Tuesday and Lee and I will be back tomorrow for Spendy Service to finish off your week. If you love your beauty, please make sure you rate and review us. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Bye.